It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Paranormal Punches is part of the Podbelly Network. Go to Podbelly.com for more great podcasts. Hey, y'all. This is Frank the Bigfoot, and you're listening to the Paranormal Punchers. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Paranormal Punchers. Mm-hmm. I'm Mark. <laughs> I'm Alicia. I'm Dave. No Nash. Nash is a busy guy at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's training for an event. He's also brewing uh, on the weekends at a little place in Columbia, Pennsylvania called Starview. Uh, but uh, once his uh, event's over, once a strong man event's over, and I assume he's going to crush it, he'll be back on the mic. <laughs> so train hard, bro. Yeah. Train hard. All right. On this episode, we're going to talk about the supposedly wicked haunted uh, Pocomoke Forest in Maryland. All right. And then I'm not. Hey, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were pausing because you wanted me to start. My bad. <laughs> pausing because I was just taking a breath. <laughs> Stop breathing. <laughs> And on the second half of the show, we have a couple of listener paranormal stories, including our very own mm-hmm. something that happened to us at a pub. Yep, imagine that. And uh, <laughs> and we're also going to do a little movie review on a movie picked by our patrons. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what it is in the second half. So you got to stick around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, Alien Con. It's coming up here March 4th and 5th at the Pasadena Convention Center. You get to meet your favorite experts from ancient aliens. Is that like uh, the one dude? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not saying it's aliens. Yeah. What is aliens? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other shows, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, The Unexplained, and The Proof is Out There. You can get tickets at thealiencon.com. And just a quick note. Hey, if you do like the show and you listen to us on Apple or Spotify... Smash that five stars. Drop a review. It really, really helps the show. Yeah. All right. Now, Ali- now Alicia, I'm going <laughs> to 
I'm going to kick it over to you. Okay. We're going to talk about the Pocomoke Forest. Okay. The Pocomoke Forest, located in the Chesapeake Bay region, is an 18,000-acre woodland that has many hiking trails, a camping area, it is hunting accessibility, and it is considered to be Maryland's most haunted forest. Uh, there are stories of haunted churches, the old furnace, spirits with tragic origins, and various unexplained phenomenon. Now, uh, Chesapeake Ghost Tours operator Mindy Burgoyne said there is a connection between recorded paranormal activity and dense woodlands. And this is a quote by her. Uh, Forests have always been an otherworldly place, halfway in another dimension, uh, throughout folklore. Halloween, fairies, and elemental stories stem from this other dimension. So, uh, there are many uh, stories uh, and urban legends that are told about this forest. So, we're just going to kind of go over some of these, okay? Okay. the this is called the boyfriend. A boy and girl were in a car in the forest where uh, it ran out of gas. They both heard something, so the boy got out to look for a phone or for help or whatever. Uh, he told her not to get out of the car, lock the doors, and wait for him to return. He was gone a very long time, and during that time, she kept hearing these noises on the roof of the car. She eventually fell asleep, waiting for him to return. But when she woke up, it was morning. She looked around and didn't see anything, then turned around, and that is when she saw her boyfriend's head sitting on the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) The sounds she had heard that night were the fingernails of her boyfriend scraping the top of the car where somebody had hung him from his feet uh, from a tree. Uh, Basically, the moral of this story is don't run out of gas. Oh, is the moral of this story? Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't run out of gas in the Pokemoke. In the Pokemoke. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, and I swear that was uh, referenced in the movie Urban Legends. Yeah, it probably yeah. was. Yeah. 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 That's definitely the one that I saw the most in researching this. You know, okay. Everybody loves that story. And <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, how did they hang him upside down without her noticing anybody through the windows? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, there's some holes in that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. legend. For yeah, for sure. Uh now the Hookman. Uh, a young couple were parking in the Pokemoke Forest. And I'm assuming parking as in right. starting something to see a else. trend here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> While listening to the radio, a special bulletin came on. Is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> a special bulletin? <laughs> listening yeah. to the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some breaking news for you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an inmate at the Cambridge State Hospital had escaped. He was about six feet tall, had jet black hair with a beard. Uh, and his right hand had been cut off and replaced with a hook. Um, the I've, reason I've heard this one too. Yeah, yeah, the reason he was an inmate, he killed people who disturbed the Pokemoke Forest. The girl, afraid, insisted that he take her home because she had heard a noise. They got out of the car for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> uh, heard a clanging noise, and found the hook, or found a hook in the gutter next to the car. 
Nothing happened to them, but to this day, a man with a hook for a hand has been seen many times in the Pocomoke Forest. Oh, so this had a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nobody, nobody died. was... Okay. All right. <laughs> Before we go, we should get out well, right. where we're defenseless. Right. And- <laughs> yeah, no, you never do that. Right. No. <laughs> and at what point do they let people with... you know? Uh, I'm picturing a hook as like, you know, actually like a piercing object. Right. Um, in a prison. No, yeah. you don't. <laughs> You'd just be murdering all the other inmates. Uh, well, maybe you made it out of a toothbrush. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this is called Ball of Fire. In about 1921, in Paul... About? In about, yeah. In about, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> who knows why, why I wrote that? Uh, Paul Walker... He was holding a revolver. I know. Not that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all about it's a different one. Right. Yep. <laughs> he was holding a revival in the Pocomoke Forest. Several of the local women had been converted, but their husbands were not happy about that. <laughs> so they weren't happy about that. I wonder what they mean by converted. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Listening to the radio? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the group of men, they got together with their guns and wanted to beat up the Mr. Walker as well as burn the church down. Um, when they got to the church, the leader of the group got up to the front door. It was open, but he couldn't get in. He was paralyzed. As the others tried to get in, a ball of fire hit the roof. It split in two and went down the sides of the church, and scaring them all away. <laughs> and I guess... I didn't write this down, but apparently the whole thing is like this ball of fire saved um, Paul Walker. Right. (laughs) But I mean, it burned down his church, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Wow. Yeah. And then when I was interested in like, you know, Mm -hmm. what was the origin of this? Like, did it come straight up from the, you know, the sky? Did it, was it like hurled like from a a catapult or something? Right. Yeah. And I I was trying to look up some stuff on that um, because I was curious if it was like a cult. Mm-hmm. Because right. you know he converted right. the town. Uh, the the men were upset. Wanted to, <laughs> as you said, beat him up. Yep, mm-hmm. beat him up with his church. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a story for you Do that I found. This is also one of the most famous uh, legends of the Pocomoke. But this, Dave, hear me, uh, <laughs> is about a murderous six fingered man. It's <laughs> Wesley there. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have six fingers? <laughs> um, he was a sea captain, so the legend goes that uh, he made he made his money uh, smuggling things up and down the river uh, and used it to build what is called the cellar house. And uh, he built this house, and it was uh, kind of as a, like a gift to his, uh, his young bride. Hey, honey, I built your house. Um, so being a sea captain, you know, sometimes you <laughs> have to go to g- sea, you have to go to sea <laughs> right? Uh, with the other seamen. And so he was out on a long voyage and well, in that time she fell in love with another dude and, uh, got pregnant, but that dude, so she, uh, so she fled and went to that guy's town. Um, but, uh, at some point she just. She just couldn't take it, and uh, she wanted to return to the six-fingered man uh, and you know, ask him you know, to please take me back. So she hired a, uh, hired a dude who had a raft, and uh, with the little baby and the raft driver, 
<laughs> I don't think that's right. the actual title. Right. But the, the, the rafter. Um, <laughs> so they, they uh, you know, start off down the river, but something happened and the raft uh, tipped over. Mm. Uh, the raft guy, he drowned. The baby drowned. Mm. But she managed to uh, get ashore and, and get over to the cellar house. Uh, found her husband, told him the tragic news, and uh, the six-fingered man stabbed her to death. <laughs> and it is said, to this day, uh, you, uh, people can hear the cries of the bride and her baby you know, along the river and yep. near the house. And they say her blood stains the floors where she was murdered. And this is even after uh, that the people bought this, the cellar house and they renovated it and they replaced those boards and the blood stain still shows up. Oh boy. (laughs) And also people report that uh, again, at parking in the Pokemon woods, sometimes (laughs) they'll check their car and they'll see, a six-fingered handprint. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine the going back to him. Like, you know, this wasn't a nice guy. He, you know, yeah. everything I saw, he he was not uh, usually labeled as just a six-fingered man. He was labeled as a murderous six-fingered man <laughs> before he even killed his wife. Hmm. So it's like, you know, Apparently deterrence doesn't work because (laughs) I still have the good idea. I'm just going to go back to him. Right. (laughs) Right. Now, um, don't think I have any other urban legends, but I do have some other. Uh, Oh, you do? Go for it. uh, Well, maybe it's not an urban legend, but it kind of goes in with that fireball. Um, So this is more of a recent uh, situation. Um, But uh, a man from Westover. Uh, he was driving through the Pokemon forest and he saw what he could only describe as this bright, fiery object burning like a yellow and a and green. It came down and blocked the road right in front of him. And as you do, he drove a little closer to it, <laughs> got a little closer. Uh, he said the thing got brighter and brighter. And then his car shut off when he was like really close to it. Uh, and now that he was up close, he, he it looked more like a flaming yellow box. And mm-hmm. then after a few minutes, poof, it disappeared, yeah. and his car started back up again. Weird. Yeah. The yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, Furnace Town is a town that's like right on the outskirts of mm-hmm. the forest or whatever. Um, so this isn't in the forest per se, but this is a thing that, um, uh, apparently they, I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> they attribute it to the Pocomoke forest. Right. Okay. The brain fart? No, not the <laughs> oh, brain fart. Okay, no, okay. the <laughs> Furnace Town. Yeah. Although I bet that happens often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Furnace Town was operated by the Maryland Iron Company in the 1800s. And is located on the edge of the Pocomoke Forest. About 300 people lived in the area and worked mines and uh, iron furnaces until 1850 when that company went into bankruptcy. Um, 
Samson Harmon, he lived there. Um, he ended up passing away in another town, but his final wish was to be buried in Furnace Town. Uh, it didn't happen. They didn't grant his wish. Um, <laughs> but apparently it's believed that the spirit of Samson Harmon and his cat supposedly mm-hmm. haunt the area. Yep. Well, uh, all the, the uh, stray cats. The um, oh. He's like uh, his that, ghost. All, the band? <laughs> all the stray cats? <laughs> uh, um, he, apparently his ghost is a friend of the stray cats. So okay. like he hangs out with them and... Um, I don't know if they if you'll see him with the cats or, hmm. but yeah, I just saw a thing about the, you know, the stray cats love this ghost. Interesting. Now, um, there is apparently a child haunting, um, three year old Annie Connor. She died on the one of the bridges in 1875. Uh, it was a horse cart accident during a storm. Hmm. Um. But apparently you can hear her cries there. Okay. You can hear a child crying. Um, let's see. Oh, I you wonder did... how they know that it's her and not the baby from I don't know. the captain. Yeah, because <laughs> they do attribute um, a woman weeping and a baby crying to her as well. Right. But... <laughs> now, apparently there's a, a goat man. Yeah, I saw Who's this. seen there? Yep. Um, but I couldn't really find a whole lot about it, like a bunch of stories. I just saw like a blurb or whatever. Yeah. But he is apparently the Bigfoot of the Pokemoke Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to local legend, he is a man with the head of a goat with huge horns. Um, he is light on his feet and survives by eating small animals or fish that he catches in the river. Uh, he is seen in the swamp where no other creature could walk without sinking. So right. they see him actually right. walking in it. But hmm. You know, and that would be, I guess, scary, but I just had this thought, uh, <laughs> did you know how much I love goats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if the goat man would be like a combination of one of those uh, uh, mini uh, fainting goats at mm-hmm. a human? Right. Not very threatening now, right? Right. Because any loud, loud noise, the goat man would just fall over <laughs> stiff as a board. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you wouldn't want to combined that way right yep um i do find it funny that he's characterized as the bigfoot but has absolutely nothing similar with Bigfoot. i know yeah (laughs) he's he's kind of like yeah Yeah. i don't know i don't know why they i'm sure bigfoot's like no i'm the bigfoot of the pokemon for (laughs) it yeah (laughs) right now i just have uh some random hauntings or whatever but uh, so sounds of a woman screaming for help or the sound of a baby crying, um, people attribute that to the sea captain's wife right. and her yep, like child. I said. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm number one? Yeah, you Thanks, are. Dear. Yep. <laughs> On uh, the ghost tours, which we'll bring up the ghost tour here, but uh, the ghost tours, visitors have seen apparitions and have caught things on film, and they were even touched mm-hmm. by something not there. Um, people have seen shadows. Uh, they have seen somebody or something coming up behind them, or not behind them, but you know what I mean, uh, that are faceless, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually common for people to die in the Pokemoke River, though. Um, Mindy, I mentioned her at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, This is Maryland's most haunted river. Pokemoke means Black River. 
When you fall into the Pocomoke River, about six feet below, there's no ambient light. It's total darkness because of the color of the water that's affected by the bald cypress trees. Hmm. Uh, There are many stories of people falling into the river and then never being found. Um, For example, Joby, Joby Emmons and his son. Uh, His son slipped and fell between a boat and the bulk heading. Um, So he jumped in after him, but they both drowned. Uh, People say that they have seen the spirits of Joby and his son walking along the river, Mm -hmm. but not really. They're gliding. Yeah. Um, And Taurus have seen strange lights and some have even felt a touch on the shoulder or even their hair being Mm -hmm. pulled. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Mindy says, we were in the hardwoods and I felt this rustling in the brush right in front of me. Thinking it was an animal, she shined her light through the brush, but there was nothing there. She shrugged it off, thinking it was nothing and continued on. As we came along, I'm sorry, as we came back along the boardwalk, we were pelted with little stones from above in the trees all the way down. By the time we got Three quarters of the way down, I started running and I said, everybody out. <laughs> so they were getting stones thrown at him. Right. Which is crazy. But yeah, see, that's Bigfoot. Right. Right? Um, if, you get, if you're walking along the path and as mm-hmm. you're going, they continue to pelt you with these stones, mm-hmm. go back or go around right. or, you know. Well, I think they, they, ha- they went down the path and then they were trying to get back. Okay. Or start throwing them back. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then all I have next is just the ghost tour or whatever mm-hmm. that they have down there. It's called Into, Into the Haunted Forest, the Pocomoke Ghost Walk. Um, it begins with the Pocomoke River Walk, where the guide will describe how the river takes one life a year. If it misses a year, it will take two the next. Uh, it's the deepest river for its wide for its width it's the deepest river for its width in the usa (laughs) and the second deepest in the world you'll (laughs) also uh so it sounds like it's deep enough to hold an ancient evil Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that Uh, pulls people under right (laughs) so yeah you'll i think you start in the forest or whatever and then Mm -hmm. you go to like the towns that are right on the Mm -hmm. um, outskirts but and they have uh, in their website, it says, this walk can be very scary for children. And they have that like all in bold and uh, all caps. Uh, but so parents use discretion, whether you kids can come. Uh, <laughs> but it takes about uh, one and a half hours. They're getting on your nerves. Take them on the tour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes about one and a half hours. It's uh, one mile. And uh, they say... Bring an umbrella if you need to, like if it's going to rain. Uh, comfy shoes, a flashlight, and your camera. Okay. So. What about a proton pack? <laughs> yeah, you might <laughs> <Maybe>. need it. <laughs> uh, I didn't tell Dave this yet, but Dave and I have been doing some hiking and some geocaching. In fact, last week, we even climbed into like a cave and we found the Ark of the Covenant. Yep. <laughs> it was part of the geocache. It wasn't yeah. the real Ark. Yeah. Um well, we don't know that, but uh, so well, I mean, <laughs> our faces didn't melt, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I was looking because we're trying to find a cabin for a little uh, uh, getaway. I was looking at cabins in the Pocomoke. I thought, like, oh, let's go down and see yeah. if we can geocache and uh, yeah. have an ancient evil take us. Right. <laughs> oh. I mean, not that part. I don't want that part to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Could be an interesting getaway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised how close this is to, like, the beaches of you know, Maryland. It, um, mm-hmm. It's it's just inland from like Ocean City, Maryland and things like that. So right. um, I never knew it was there you know, yeah. as many times as I, vis- I visited that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I did have two others that I found um, you know, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speak. Yeah. yeah. So one, um, this was actually more at the, uh, on one of those outskirt towns, mm-hmm. not in the forest itself. Right. But apparently the local theater is uh, haunted uh, by this ghost, but he's a friendly ghost. Uh, so that um, people who get lost or can't figure out what's going on, he'll turn on lights and uh, really you know, just help them out, find their wow. way through things. Aww. Very helpful. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then the other one was a random story of the uh, really uh, a Bible that can't be removed from this church. And it uh, apparently, if you try to remove it, it um, as you get closer to the door, it just gets heavier and heavier until by the time you're at the door, you just cannot lift this Bible anymore. Right. Huh. So it uh, not I don't know if that's you know really a haunting, but right, you know, it's, it's weird. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, the Pocomoke Forest mm-hmm. sounds like uh, an interesting place to check out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, see if you have your own ghost experiences. I don't know, Dave, if we'll stay at a cabin there, but if we do, we should also take, besides bourbon and scotch, right. we <laughs> might want to take an EMF detector and a couple other things like that. Right. And an extra uh, gas can. And our brown yeah. pants. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets it. He's wearing brown pants. Yep. Um, all right. Why don't we take a quick break? We're going to come back with uh, a couple listener paranormal experience stories, our, our own little story, and our movie review. We'll be right back. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. <laughs> All right. That was interesting. I do want to explore it. And I did look up on the uh, geocache sites. There are some geocaches to get down there. Nice. So we can Ooh. go down to the Pocomoke and explore and kind of uh, double double duty. Grab right. a couple caches and a couple ghost right. uh, explorations. Do <laughs> any of the geocaches include a, a hook for a hand or a severed head? No, but I, yeah, it'd be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to set up a geocache in the Pokemon, play into some right, of the legends. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I like it. All right. Why don't we kick things off here with listener story from P- 
Pamela. Now, this uh, Pamela dropped this on um, an Instagram post that you made about, hey, tell us about, you know, a scary paranormal experience. So here we go. For background, I grew up in a haunted house in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My mom heard stuff. My sister and cousin saw a female ghost. We saw the, we saw the dog being petted, etc. The female ghost was pretty benign. The male ghost was not. We never saw him, but we felt his menace. Cool. For example, the stairs to the basement, the st- third step down, uh, was always cold, and people often felt two hands uh, on their back pushing them. Mm. One of my friends was pushed so hard that he hit the wall uh, four feet from the bottom of the steps. <laughs> he never came over again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to my story. So as a kid whose parents had an old Ouija board, I brilliantly decided to try and communicate with the household <laughs> ghosts. Just once. Bad move on my part. It started okay. Standard kid questions and all. But it got dark. And when I tried to stop doing it, the planchette burned my fingers and hit the wall. <laughs> I hit the stairs right after it was out of there. The blisters were gone within a half hour, but I was freaked out. I did not go back in the house until my folks came home. And when I did, I packed that game up and shoved it under the other games and never touched it again. Years later, I moved in with a witch who was interested in a Ouija board art piece. I had to tell her, tell him my story so he understood why that would be a deal breaker thing to ever have in my home. Ouija board equals ban hammer. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Other than some sleep paralysis issues, that is my scariest paranormal experience. My best is having a ghost cat, but that is a story for another day. <laughs> well, thanks, Pamela. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's the worst story, like, it's pretty <laughs> frightening. Yes, yeah. that would be absolutely frightening. But never close the board. Mm, right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, I wanted, like, a Ouija uh, art piece. <laughs> for the clubhouse uh, and Alicia was, was like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> right I was like do not right. bring this into our house so yeah so I didn't get it up <laughs> <laughs> we heard from Indiana Johnny hey guys I just woke up this morning and discovered something weird if you remember when I told you about the movies on my shelves being moved around uh, we actually do Indiana Johnny because we used that uh, when we did our live show in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, where was I? Okay. <laughs> well, this morning it has happened again. Two of the DVD cases were flipped upside down. Two of my VHS tapes have been moved slightly. And three DVDs have been completely swapped around with each other, with each other onto different shelves. <laughs> I want to blame my roommates for this, but it just isn't something either one of them would do. Last time, it all stopped when I finally bought the DVDs I was considering buying at the time. I'm not trying. I'm trying now to figure out uh, what this message is, what the messages they're trying to convey to me now. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know. uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. buy some more DVDs. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think much of it until now, but I have some Funko Pop minis uh, from the office sitting in front of my TV that recently random ones seemed to get knocked over during the night. It may be connected. It may not. Just thought it was interesting. Hmm. And then shortly after uh, messaging us that, I got another message from Indiana Johnny. Uh, 
I had something uh, new happen this morning. I had just eaten breakfast and headed downstairs to get ready for work. My room is in the basement. I was the only one up in the morning, uh, like always. I get up early and my roommates are still asleep when I leave for work. I had just gotten downstairs It was in the hall when I heard the floorboards in the living room creaking. There is one spot in the living room where the floorboards creak, and it is right in front of my DVD shells. <laughs> the creak- creaking kept up like somebody was just standing in that spot swaying back and forth from one foot to the other. I tried ignoring it and got myself ready for work. When I went back upstairs to put on my shoes, I was looking around, checking the D- DVDs to see if anything had been moved and checking the mini Funkos. And nothing seemed to have been messed with. When I sat down to put my shoes on, I heard what sounded like somebody running back and forth along the upper stereo hallway between my roommate's bedrooms. It was kind of a crazy morning. Mm. Wow. Maybe, the, maybe there is a ghost and he's messing with your DVDs. Right, yeah. Boy, I'm a, could he have been there swaying, trying to pick out what he's going to watch once Johnny goes to work? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then the ghost grabs a DVD and, right. a, and a drink and sits in front of the TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it. And here is one from the three of us. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we were at a local brewery uh, called Moo Duck, and we were just shooting the breeze about stuff. We were talking with the uh, one bartender, Jay, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, this glass, it flies off the shelf and smashes pretty much right at Jay's feet. Yeah. Now, when I say Jay wasn't near the shelf, he didn't bump the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he was doing, but I saw it fly off yeah. and hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it was knocked off by a ghost cat pretty forcibly. Right. <laughs> right. And I know you saw it because we I looked did. at each other like, you saw that, right? <laughs> right. And we just had been talking. Were we talking about uh, ghost stuff? Yeah, yeah we were. Because yeah. every time someone brings up ghosts, Jay's always like, well, these guys will tell you about stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and then this this happened within minutes of bringing up uh, mm-hmm. ghost, right. ghost stories. Yeah. Yep. And I saw it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. There was no one near that shelf. Right. Mm-hmm. And it flew off. Yeah. 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 No, it almost looked like it was. It flew off with force. Yeah. Like it was thrown. It, yeah. Away. I didn't see it, but I heard it. And just the sound, it was definitely like. Right. It, that wasn't just a glass falling off a shelf. And, right. You know, no, it broke with uh, tremendous force. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was uh, thrown hard to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was super weird. Yeah. Well, you miss it because you were talking to Bliggs, right? Your new friend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, I, I couldn't believe it. I had, I said to you a couple times, you saw that, right? Mm, yeah. And then even Jay was trying to justify. He's like, I wasn't near this right. shell. Mm-hmm. Also, I was like, why was there a glass right there? Right. Was that one of the logo cups that they sell on that shelf, or why? What's? Right. Why was it there? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do have the tradition, you know, if the bartender breaks a glass, everybody claps and cheers. Um, so that's why Jay was like, no, this wasn't me. It was, yeah, I wasn't anywhere near this one. <laughs> so I thought that was weird. Now, there's there's no storm. No one really has any stories, per se, about this building. Because it's not like an old building. Uh, right. Nothing hard. Now, Jay said that sometimes weird things do happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's always, I always want to tell you guys. Yeah. But I always forget. But it's not like... I mean, I guess it could be built on a Native American burial <laughs> ground. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we should look into it. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
<laughs> get some free beers if we get rid of the ghost for you. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I don't think we would make things better. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> All right. If you have a paranormal story you would like to share with us, just go to paranormalpunches.com and you'll find all the ways to contact us. Mm-hmm. We would love, 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 love to hear from you. And I think if it's okay with y'all, if uh, you send us a story, we read it on air, we'll send you a sticker. Yeah. Just as a thank you for letting us read your story. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, I think we did this a little bit on the last episode. We had a movie review. And it's something I think would be kind of fun to do, uh, discussing movies that are in the paranormal mm-hmm. realm. This one, not so much, but I did throw it out to our patrons. Like, hey, uh, we're talking about a haunted woods, so we want to uh, watch and discuss a movie that takes place in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I threw out uh, Evil Dead, uh, mm-hmm. The Blair Witch Project, uh, I forget uh, another one, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm-hmm. So this is more of a horror comedy, but this is the one that our stellar patrons pick for us, and we're going to discuss it here. Um, <laughs> Lish, kick us off with a couple of deets, because I need sure. to crack a fresh beer. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, that came out in 2010. Um, the director is Eli Craig. I think he's done a couple TV shows, but he's also done Little Evil. He directed, what was it, Little Evil, um... And I can't remember that Netflix uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It stars Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk. Mm -hmm. Alan Tudyk from the best sci-fi TV show ever. Firefly. Mm -hmm. He played Wash. And uh, still was at Fox TV. Canceled it too soon. I know. We We should add like five seasons of that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would argue that it's better than Star Trek. Shots fired. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh. I'm just joking. That right. would be for Nash. He right. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, he's bulking up, right? <laughs> I guess I can run faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Keep going. Okay. So the um, in IMDb, their headline was, or the tagline was, this year, spring break is cut short. <laughs> uh, and the description is two lovable hillbillies. Hillbillies. Wow, that was I know. Uh, what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> they uh, are headed to their fixer-upper vacation cabin. Uh, now, mind you, the cabin, uh, when they get up to the cabin, it is literally a murder cabin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, uh, in fact, the, uh, the set designers uh, and the director, they modeled it after the cabin from like evil dead ah, but it, okay. like, when they kept saying vacation home right i'm like i would just and he, oh i sunk every penny into our vacation home i'm like right. i don't know how much it costs but you <laughs> right. should probably see if you could flip it right. and get out of there yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh so yeah they're going to their vacation cabin to drink some beer do some fishing and have a good time but when they run into a group of preppy college kids who assume from their looks that they must be inbred, chainsaw-wielding killers, Tucker and Dale's vacation takes a bloody and hilarious turn for the worse. Now, um, I actually think the, the movie is uh, it's really funny. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great uh, uh, indie horror comedy. I know they struggled uh, with uh, you know making the money back that was invested to make it because they were like, too funny to be taken, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as horror. 
too bloody to be, you know, to be rewarded as comedy, so right. they struggle. Right. But I think it r- r- rides. I know I can't talk. <laughs> it rides a great line of being funny, uh, having like uh, call outs to other horror movies, having the college kids be just uh, stereotypes. Oh yeah, but it's so intentional stereotypes, which I help elevates the comedy. Mm-hmm. And of course, the stereotype is they look like. Uh, the hillbilly murderers, but mm-hmm. they're they're sweethearts, mm-hmm. right. yeah. just trying to fix up their murder cabin. Right. Which they had to dig an outhouse. I'm like, okay, now right. definitely this is <laughs> right. this doesn't sound like a vacation place right. to run. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I know you had a couple of other notes I, here. I, I do, know. I do. Uh, it premiered at Sundance in 2010 and had a limited theatrical release. Uh, it grossed 223 thousand eight hundred and thirty eight dollars in the u.s hmm. and it grossed between five and 5.3 million outside the u.s hmm. now in an interview with choice cuts the director expressed thoughts on a sequel titled tucker and dale go to yale uh, and described it as goodwill hunting meets texas chainsaw massacre hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh in in that same interview, he also liked Alan Tudyk's idea of doing a sequel that was similar to From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, at Horrorhound Weekend 2014, Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk, they confirmed that a sequel is in development. In 2016, the two revealed that they are still actively developing the project despite other commitments. When asked of the status of the sequel at Boston Comic Con 2017... Alan Tudyk responded that a script had been written, but it was disappointing uh, and unlikely to be moving forward. So, obviously, it's 2023, and I don't think there's any talks of a sequel. So, right. Yeah, so in the movie, of course, our uh, lovable character, main characters, they got, they're going to go start fixing up uh, their cabin, which needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, you know. Start doing some work in the day. You want to relax in the evening, have your beers, and go night fishing. Mm-hmm. So they were out fishing. Uh, college kids, they're, uh, I don't know if they're camping in the woods, and they're like, oh, what's those skinny dipping? Because, again, that's what happens in uh, most uh, right. movies when you're in the woods. Uh, you go skinny dipping, then the killer shows up. <laughs> uh, but they scare the one girl that's climbing on a rock. She falls in, uh, and they jump in and rescue her. But they're yelling stuff like, we have your we have your friend and the the college kids just make it it seems like a threat like right. oh my god they they kidnapped right. our friend yep. uh, hey college kids we have your friend yeah. <laughs> right. yep. um, but they take her back to the murder cabin uh, and because she bumped her head and mm-hmm. you know they're helping her and hope you know they'll hope like well the we'll go find their friends and they're just yeah. all about helping but in the meantime the college kids are going up. Uh, find the cabin and they're trying to plan on how to get in there and save their friend. And it's the next day and uh, Tucker's out. This is one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. He's out cutting up a log mm-hmm. and <laughs> they cut to inside the log and you see his chainsaw is about to come down on a uh, beehive. Right. And he cuts into it. Bees are swarming everywhere. So he starts waving the chainsaw at these bees and running, uh, which was supposed to be an oh homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Right. But 
from the college kid's point of view, he looks like a complete and utter psycho. <laughs> and he's running with the chainsaw. This other kid starts running away. He's watching, watching, and he runs right into a pointy stick yeah. and kills himself. Yep. So that's like the first death. Right. Uh, and then things continue to happen in, uh, in such a just strange way. The right. wood mm-hmm. chipper scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, just in case you haven't seen it, I'm not going to continue to tell you too much. Uh, And then there's a little uh, mystery uh, about one of the uh, Mm -hmm. college kids. It plays out in the end. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Now, I would like to uh, read you a quote from another uh, reviewer of this movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me me find it here. (laughs) Uh, Nope, nope. I almost got it. Stand by. Stand by. Yep. Uh, the other reviewer is Dave, and I'm scrubbing back through our comments here together. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So Dave, uh, and this is a direct quote. I wasn't that impressed. <laughs> Didn't resonate with me. Might be because I wasn't drinking. <laughs> yep. Dave, tell me about yep. uh, that. I don't know. The, the college kids really got on my nerves. And I know they were mm-hmm. supposed to be you know, stereotypical for horror right. movies and everything. But it just seemed... It, it didn't feel like a good caricature of them. It just mm-hmm. felt like, oh, these are just annoying people and I don't want to sit here and watch them. <laughs> um and then the uh, the hillbilly aspect, it just that felt a little overplayed. And, mm, yeah. yeah. So it, uh, I mean, it was entertaining, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't label it horror at all. Like there was no right. Horrific, it was more comedy, right? Um, there was some was, blood. It was like a but... horror satire, right. um, Type of thing, but um, I mean, it's it's worth a watch. It's you know, it just. Uh, I, I and I would much rather have watched something like that than mm. Blair Witch Project or something. <laughs> oh man, I, why? Well, that's all. We should have that in the list. You're going to watch the Blair Witch Project, right? Yeah. Um, but to finish this out, I, I highly recommend it. Two thumbs up, whatever. Um, if you like that kind of thing, uh, horror comedy, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a boatload of fun. Yeah. Um, I know we a couple of other little tidbits we have here. Um, but one I found interesting because I went as Tucker one Halloween mm-hmm. and had to like you know make my outfit and get it all bloody. So Alan Tudyk uh, hated the fact that there was only enough money uh, to provide him and Tyler with being one set of clothes. Oh. <laughs> That's what they wear throughout the movie. So uh, obviously the clothes get progressively dirtier and smellier throughout the production and get covered in increasing amounts of the red chaos syrup. Mm-hmm which would harden overnight and require everything to get soaked in water to soften the fabric enough that uh, Tudyk and Levine could get dressed, <laughs> meaning the two were damp and cold in the mornings and hot and sticky in the oh afternoons. God. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 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 That doesn't sound like fun. No. no. <laughs> uh, I guess there's a special feature on the DVD uh, that plays the movie from the college kids' perspective. Oh. Um, and Tucker and Dale, they're murderous villains in, in that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. I know. Yeah. I, I kind of actually want to yeah. see kind of that. Wanna, yeah, yeah. I don't, but, yeah, we watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. It's yeah. uh, Amazon Prime. It's free. Yep. But I, if I had the DVD, I'd love to see how they twisted right. that. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in the movie, Tyler Bean is wearing his hat. Uh, it says, Giver, G-I-V, apostrophe E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh now he put it on because it's giver because he is like this kind mm-hmm. kind of person. But apparently, 
it's the equivalent of get her done in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, yeah. why, if any of our Canadian friends, like how does giver <laughs> also equate to Larry the Cable Guy's get her done. Right. So, interesting. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I just have another thing that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Alan Tudyk, at one point in the movie, um, he's got all those bee stings. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and he actually came up with the idea to pour beer on his face mm -hmm. um, to treat his bee bee stings. But I did like that, um, you know, the running gag of like every time he needed any kind of first aid, it was open a PBR and pull yep. it on. Yep. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our goal here maybe would be to kind of pair a movie that goes with the topic. So right. I found a list of other movies. Uh, the Evil Dead, the 1981, that is on uh, Prime Video. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ritual, which is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that was really good. That one's really good. That's about uh, some dudes going on a hiking adventure and they cut through this woods and uh, there's some ancient evil there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought you might really like that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the Blair Witch Project was the other one. Mm -hmm. But 67% uh, uh, Tucker and Dale, so that's the one we watched. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Larry G says on Netflix, we should check out Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight 1 and 2 and they're both on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So if you like this, I think it'll be fun to talk about paranormal. We're, we're calling it cinema paranormal. Now, this <laughs> this one wasn't paranormal. No. Right. But, but it's it's a boatload of fun, Yeah, in my opinion. Lish, your opinion? No, I love that movie. Um, and I honestly, I love Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Anything yeah. he's in, I'm like, yep, I'm in. So <laughs> Dave was unimpressed. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but maybe I'll watch it again with some beer and see how that goes. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a good recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before we uh, say goodbye? I so. uh, oh, I was talking about our patrons. Um, if you would like to help the show out, one dollar. Mm -hmm. We have one level. It's one dollar. You can be part of the club, and you'll get episodes early and ad free. Right. Uh, you'll get to you know be part of the polls and pick stuff, uh, mm -hmm. topics, movies we watch, and you get to see any experimental content we're working on before anybody else. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. Thank you so much. Uh, can't say thank you enough uh, for listening <laughs> to the show. Right. <laughs> I guess I can say it twice in a row. Yeah. Uh, if it's not weird. No, no, I did it wrong. And remember, if it's not weird. It's not worth checking out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.